0: Does the number 2 mean anything to you? Well, there are exactly two preseason games left, both of the both against the Calgary Flames as the Winnipeg Jets are winding down preseason and finally ready to kick off the season next week against the New York Rangers. But of course, there are so many questions about this team still remaining. We don't even know what the lineups are going to be heading into uh what could be a very crazy year with Rick Bonus at the helm. Let's take a look at what's been going on with the Jets and what we might be looking at for next Friday on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making uh, Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcast and platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We really love and appreciate your support and want to keep you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. But uh, kicking us off tonight, like I said, uh, you know, obviously the Jets are rolling, um, uh, winding down their their preseason, and it's been a little bit of a bumpy ride, but some really cool moments here. Uh, The first really exciting piece of news before we talk about the Jets um, and what their lineups are looking like is that uh, Muraditesh has reported and, and spoken with Brad Lambert's agent, and it sounds like the Jets and Brad might be nearing an entry-level contract, which for a lot of you is probably, on the one hand, very exciting, but on the other hand, a horrible tease. Uh, (laughs) I know personally, I'm like, give it to me now, give it to me now, but you know, by the same token, I'm also like, I know Lambert's probably not destined for this team for more than just an audition. We all kind of get the stakes. We get where Winnipeg is at. We know what this team is going to do. Uh, most likely, but, you know, this is kind of like the first season where if Sheveldayoff really wants to shape this team, he's going to have to make some cuts. Uh, this is like the first time where I don't entirely know what the Jets are going to do with the roster. I, I have a suspicion that the Jets are going to mostly not shake the boat because that's what they usually do. But maybe for once they surprise us. Maybe we roll into next week and the the Jets lines are totally different maybe there's like a big shocker, uh, maybe a couple of rookies make the team, and maybe some other guys are going to be on the way out at some point over the next few weeks. So uh, it's a really interesting situation, but it's encouraging to hear that Lambert is in fact, um, you know, tracking towards signing. And it, it does seem like the, his agent feels there is a shot for, for Lambert to make the group and, and join the big club, but he did kind of say the ball is definitely in Sheveldayoff's court first off. Um, then he also mentioned bonus and the Jets as a whole. And I think it's really important that he mentioned the GM first because ultimately Chevy is the one kind of keeping an eye on Winnipeg's like so-called timeline, right? The, the Jets are in a weird spot of being a team that needs to compete over the next couple of years, but also is maybe having an eye towards the longer term with an inevitable rebuild over maybe, you know, three or four years down the road. So um, the the Jets are at a very tight spot. I think it's not a very easy decision, but it is at least nice that Lambert is going to have his contract. I think he certainly earned it. Um, and I think we all have kind of come to the conclusion for the most part that the WHL is not where he should be this year. He's got to be at the pro levels. Uh, He's already been playing pro hockey in Finland. So honestly, this isn't even that much of a stretch for him to join either the Moose or the Jets. Now, I still think the Jets are probably a long shot. I I think Winnipeg would have to to do some stuff with the contract structures um, and, and try and organize some things in order to find a place for Lambert. Because You can't play them with plugs. You can't give them like 10 minutes a night. It's got to be in a really productive top nine role. Uh, I think Winnipeg really needs to go back to that whole model of three really good scoring lines and get away from this idea that it's like top six versus bottom six. That's not how the 2017-2018 team was structured. And if the Jets made an elite third line where you could maybe give... Um, Lambert some some protection and insulation without throwing him immediately into the deep end, but still making him a really important part of the team. That's kind of where I would be at if he were to make the Jets. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think most likely he's going to start off with the moose. And, you know, it is what it is. It's really unfortunate that the Jets are kind of in a position where they have maybe a few too many guys signed to, you know, a, a, a year or two in term. And those contracts are not the kind that you can usually sneak through waivers but it does ask the larger question that we've mentioned before you know what's the harm in maybe losing one of those deals and having a player join a new team and maybe get a new opportunity well obviously on the personal side it does suck to make guys move i think that is one thing that is definitely a challenge but in terms of like winnipeg's you know on ice performance and stuff it is clear that the jets current roster is going to have some issues so for me, I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing if Lambert can finally make that that push over the next two games to basically make it an undeniable lock to have some kind of an audition this year. I already feel that he's done enough to earn it, but, you know, the Jets may feel a little bit differently. Bonus was trying to be measured in his praise of of Brad. And I think on the one hand, he's very excited about his skating and his offensive skill. But he said there's are like some still basic elements of his game that he wants to coach into him and see Lambert kind of reflect on the ice, which to me suggests he still is, is trying to like prep jets fans for Lambert eventually getting sent down. I think that is kind of the overall messaging. Um, Do I think Brad is still ready for NHL duty? Yeah. I, I think that there's a real argument for him to potentially be capable of joining the jets and making an immediate impact. And maybe if the jets are actually serious about the playoffs, You might even call it a necessity of a sort. But, you know, for the time being, there's just not enough space. And Winnipeg has a lot of mouths to feed when it comes to roster spots with a lot of guys showing some genuine chops this year and really making a case to join the team because last year's roster was not good enough. This year's roster is going to have some very clear weaknesses, but at least when it comes to like your depth lines there are some legitimate players to be joining this group who may be surprised out of camp and uh, outperform some of the existing players to a degree that I wasn't really expecting. Now kind of on a related note, uh, you know, Mitchell Clinton from the jets has actually brought in some early line rushes before um, the jets will play Calgary this evening, which you can actually check out on um, I believe like jets TV or something. It's being exclusively streamed at WinnipegJets.com, So make sure you check that out because, uh, it sounds like it's not going to be on ESPN+, Plus, which is a bummer for me if I happen to miss a period. It's always really nice that ESPN can let you, like, play back games and stuff. But in just a little bit, we'll take a look at what the lineup looks like and what it might mean for um, bonuses thinking past this week. And maybe it'll give us some insight into what the actual regular season lineup is going to be come next Friday. But before we go any further, though, and really get into that stuff, I just wanted to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. They've got everything from college football to professional football, and they cover player developments, league updates, team matchups, news, uh, podcasts, in-depth articles and analysis, on every single game, you know, from the start of the season up until the present and even into the future. So if you're looking to have a really great holistic view of what's going on, but you still need those granular details to make sure you're making the most informed bets possible, BetOnline.net really does have you covered. They also have all of the sporting wagering information you need with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores, so you will always stay informed and be in the know when something is about to break your way. You can also check out a lot of other great sports. They've got stuff like basketball, uh boxing, NBA or, or MLB, um MMA, golf, horse racing. I've even seen German Bundesliga football, which is, you know, pretty cool for me because I'm a big uh, footy fan, but whatever it is you're into, into or if you don't love sports, which while you're listening to me talk, uh they've also got Vegas casino games for you so that you can Really take part and join in on the fun because, you know, bet online is where the game starts. So head on over to register for a free account at betonline.net and uh, you can do so on your laptop or mobile device and you'll get started with this free account. Bet online, it truly is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're taking a look at Winnipeg's preseason uh, line rushes heading into uh, a doubleheader against the Calgary Flames over the next couple of days. These are the last opportunities for the Jets to tune up and also the last chance for some players to really make this roster. Now, uh, per Mitchell Clinton, we've got the first line of Connor Scheifele Ehlers. Like I said, I think this is where Bones really feels... Uh, he's going to get a lot of his offensive production from. I think the only question I have is how much time are they going to spend in the defensive zone? You know, we've seen Connor Shifley and Wheeler. It's not a good mixture. And I don't think that Connor Shifley Ehlers is going to be as amazing as we're hoping. But, you know, I'm willing to give it a shot, I guess. Uh, I mean, what do you even do with this team sometimes i think winnipeg's best option would have been to look more at balancing uh three different lines and giving you some combos that have just enough skill to kind of get by because you know rick doesn't really have a lot of high end scoring to work with and so i feel like if you're if you're gonna struggle to have to manage those shift times and really hammer the first two lines rather than spreading it out a little bit more you're going to really see uh, some offensive production issues. And I feel like, you know, loading up the first two lines or something isn't really going to be the best option. But, you know, it is what it is. Winnipeg is going to have to try and figure it out. Uh, Connor shafley Aylers has been okay during preseason, not amazing. I still feel like there's like maybe some inconsistent chemistry there. Hopefully they kind of sort it out and also keep out of the defensive zone because they don't do the defending thing. I mean, that's just it's just a reality, right? It's not really shocking, and I think we can all understand that that's kind of the situation we're dealing with now. As far as some of the other lines are concerned, we've got Perfetti, Tononato, and Lambert. Uh, I don't really think that this line is actually going to stick together. Um, Dubois has usually been down the middle there, but you know, instead of instead of Tononato, I think. Toninato might have just been like a placeholder during practice because Dubois did just come back, but he did have a slight knock from the previous game. So he might not have been fully up to speed. They might have been getting him uh, a few reps between uh, Harkins and Wheeler, just trying to, you know, dial back the pace a little bit, but, you know, prepping him for a Perfetti and Lambert deployment. If for some reason Dubois isn't centering that line, good luck to Toninato, man. I I don't know how uh, they expect him to really... Um, you know, kind of gel with this unit. This is the first time that he's played with either of these kids, and they think the game and move on the ice at such a high level that, you know, Toninato might have a little bit of trouble at first keeping up. Uh, as much as, you know, he's been a really reliable fourth liner for this team, obviously trying to keep up with Cole and Brad is really difficult for even the established veterans and really high-end skilled players. So Good luck to Nanato. I'm not really sure if this combo, again, is actually going to stick together. I don't think that line is more than just a placeholder. Um, but the line that I am kind of curious about, Harkins, Dubois, Wheeler, I, j- I just shouted it out earlier. That combo we haven't really seen before. Uh, Dubois and Wheeler have played together, though, and I would expect, like, I don't know, Perfetti, Dubois, and Wheeler to be your eventual second line. I just can't really see Uh, many other combos that Bones would feel is, is acceptable without really demoting Wheeler uh, further down the lineup. And that might not be something he wants to do on like a personal level. So that like those two lines, like Perfetti Toninato and Lambert and Harkins Dubois Wheeler, I think are going to get reshuffled. This is basically the fight for like the second line, I guess, and figuring out who really stands out the most. I think Dubois and Wheeler are, are definitely locked. So ultimately, uh, it's it's probably coming down to a point where Perfetti will also be a lock for that second line, and it's more the third line uh, left wing spot that is slightly up for grabs. But that also kind of you know brings up the question, well, how many spots are actually open on this team? Because you've got a couple of other line combos. You've got Barron, Lowry, and Appleton, which I have figured to be most likely Winnipeg's third line, and then the fourth line is Menelainen, Gustafsson, and Gagne. So you've got five different forward units, and obviously three of those spots are not going to exist uh, come next week. But I don't really know how the, J- how the Jets plan to narrow this down, You know, other than just sending some guys down to the minors who are eligible. We'll talk about what players I think are going to get the axe and what I ultimately suspect the Jets are going to do, both on the forward end and on the defense, in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. We're closing out tonight with some uh, final thoughts on Winnipeg line rushes before they face Calgary this evening. It's going to be a strange one because the Jets are trying to finalize their lineup. But, you know, Brad Lambert and a few others have really made cases to to join the Jets, which is kind of tough on Winnipeg because. Uh, a number of these players weren't really expected to be pushing for immediate roster spots over some of the established veterans, but Chevy already signed these guys, um, the veterans, I mean, to some contracts. And so there's not really all that much space available to fit in challengers. Now, I, I think, you know, like I said, I think Connor Shifley Ailers is going to be the default first line for the first few weeks, unless it really proves it doesn't work. Um, I also think Perfetti, Dubois, Wheeler should be the second line. Um, I would expect like Barron, Lowry, and Appleton to get a look together. I could see Barron getting knocked down to the fourth line and maybe swapping with Mandalinen. Mandelinen though is kind of a weird one because he doesn't really have like like crazy high-end offensive skill, but I think he could do a decent job as like a really aggressive four-checker alongside somebody like Lowry. Uh, Either way, I think Gustafson and Gagne are definitely going to be playing together. That combo for me probably makes the most sense. I think, you know, Gus is a really industrious two-way forward who will be able to get the puck to Gagne in dangerous areas. And I think Sam's got that, you know, cagey veteran skill plus some underrated scoring punch that could make maybe like a third or a fourth line better. So that kind of makes you wonder who is going to be the odd man out. I kind of feel like based on camp so far, Harkins might be one of the names that gets scratched. I just haven't really seen enough from him to uh, imagine he gets more than like the 13th forward nod. Same thing with Tandonato. I think both of those guys are, are definitely not uh, figuring into Winnipeg's like bigger plans with this team. Maybe Harkins gets the nod over Mendelainen or something. I just feel like Mendelainen's had like a super impressive preseason and camp and Harkins He's just been kind of doing the same thing that he usually does. But, you know, with Bones really preaching this idea of competition for spots. Well, if it's a meritocracy you're looking for, Manilainen has definitely earned the role over some of these other guys, in my personal opinion. Uh, I'm sure some of you have differing views on this. Maybe you think Harkins has more offensive upside. Uh, whatever the case it is, um, Harkins, I, I would assume, would probably stay uh, in the press box or something and maybe rotate in. It could be that they use a, you know one of these players to sort of swap in if they want to rest somebody else. But I think Toninato also on the outs, I just don't really see a spot for him unless um, the Jets are planning to send Gustafson back down, which would be really disappointing to me. I think Gus really needs to make this team. I think he's had a phenomenal preseason. He has like all of those detail plays that you really need for somebody you want to rely on at both even strength and on the PK. And I think he's been doing it so well. And so effectively, despite it not really showing up on the score sheet, that if he gets sent down, I'm kind of going to be a little bit pissed about that. I think he really does deserve a spot. But of course because you know the the waiver situation is complicated for the jets he might end up getting sacrificed anyways. Um uh, the other player that I think is definitely getting sent down is Brad Lambert. I just even if he stays up for the jets for a couple of games, you just have to imagine unless something uh moves roster-wise and a guy gets traded, Brad is going to be, you know, anchoring uh the moose top line somewhere. So it's unfortunate it it is kind of what it is. I think the Jets put themselves in a tough position to not really allow themselves a lot of room to actually bring in guys into the lineup, um, you know, contractually and with some of the signings they've made, the Jets have not necessarily boxed themselves in, but they they refuse to put guys on waivers and risk it. So if that's, you know, their, their philosophy, well, then there's not really many spots where any of these guys can actually challenge for a role, which Kind of brings you back to like previous seasons, and it would be a shame if that is a trend that continues because this is like the first time uh, that I can remember in years where I've actually been interested in what the team looks like at the start of the season and what it could become as we roll through the coming months. But uh, on the defense, I, I don't really think there's a ton that's surprising here. We've got Morrissey, DeMello, Stanley Pionk, Dylan Schmidt, Sandberg, Heinola, and Kapobianco and Kovacevic. Uh, Capo and Kova, I would imagine get sent down. I just don't think they've really had tremendous enough camps to really showcase anything. I've, I know people are using like, um, I've seen on like certain blogs and stuff, people using some of the on ice metrics and, and shooting stuff. But, you know, a lot of these guys are playing against weaker competition. That's basically age caliber. And I think those guys will shine there. What I want to really see is skill that is projectable at a higher level and, you know, that's kind of why Sandberg and Heinola really are are competing for that final spot. I don't think Stanley for me is the guy. It is interesting that he's going to be playing with Pionk. If anything, I think Stanley has probably played himself off of the off of like the the starting lineup. But I don't know. The team has tried to make him happen for years. Maybe they try to do it again because he's big and physical, and they kind of like that stuff. But if you're asking me, it's got to be Sandberg or Heinola, and I still think Heinola for me is the guy. They actually were pumping his tires a little bit talking about his power play stuff this uh, this past uh, week. So I'm hoping that that extra level of offensive skill is what ends up pushing him onto the team because, you know, Sandberg and and Stanley just don't really bring anywhere near that level of puck movement and offensive IQ that Heinle does with almost ease. So. Yeah, a lot of questions about, you know, like three or four spots of availability for the Jets. It's a shame that Winnipeg has put itself in a really tight position here where they're going to have to throw guys back down to the moose because they just don't have any sort of waiver status that they have to worry about. But if you ask me, you know, don't be so bummed if you lose a guy who might be a player you could claim later, focus on making this team as good as it can be, because Otherwise, we're going to have a really long season. And if the Jets are actually serious about making the playoffs, you're going to have to take risks. I mean, that's just that's the bottom line with this team. But uh, I'd be curious to know how you feel about this. What do you think of the line rushes so far? What is it telling you about the season? Are you starting to get a little bit nervous that maybe things aren't as exciting as you were hoping for, or do you still feel optimistic that Rick bonus is going to make this a meritocracy and give spots to player who players who earn it. Be sure to let me know in the comments below or on my social medias at HL and at LO underscore Winnipeg jets tomorrow's episode. um, I should have a recap for you of Winnipeg versus Calgary. I'm unfortunately going to have to miss the Friday game for the most part. But hopefully, or is it Friday or Saturday, Uh, whichever is the final game of of preseason. But in the meantime, I'll try and give you some thoughts on what we see tomorrow. And and ultimately, or actually, I guess this evening, if you are listening to this on Wednesday, but uh, you know, give you some thoughts on the game and maybe even find, finalize like a lineup for what the Jets are going to be rolling next week. But again, that is all the time that we have for this evening. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Uh, it's always free to subscribe, so be sure to do that right now. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.